This is a HeadGum Podcast. If I were you, this is a podcast by two coy dudes. Only one of them speaks Hebrew, but they still both Jews. And told on, that's right. Hold up, pass the mic. You're listening to that Superfly Podcast, hosted by Jay Kennedy. One mathematical genius, one thinks with his penis, they got no qualifications to give opinions to patients, despite the changes they're making, giving advice for the nation, the men and mice, the relationships in a vice, the pension of me, to hit for me, to hit for you, so listen to me, follow you. That was by Kyle and Adam. Yo, my boys. Uh, and we often joke about real musicians writing these uh, theme songs. But that was written by a real musician. Yeah. Uh, Kyle is in Bastille. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah. So so he's in Bastille. Yeah. And he wrote us, a, he called us Koi in the theme song. Yeah. So. And then other times he'll be on stage and he'll be like, Oh, he's the guy that does that? I don't know. I just read online that he uh, plays every instrument. Every instrument in the band Bastille. I, I don't. I've never been to one of their live shows. I mean, on his Wikipedia page, uh, it makes me believe that he's the guy that sings. A a a a o. They're a leg- They're huge. They're. I don't. They're, they're, they're. They've sold five million records in the U.S. Yeah, they're, this is bigger than when your your boy Gautier was. On yeah. <laughs> Gautier uh, was on eight episodes in a row, <laughs> and when Bastille wrote a theme song for us that was actually true in an actual well, well, this deal. wasn't the whole best i feel like we have uh only kyle's in best deal i think the no other... only oh i adam is not oh yeah i think so so kyle who's in bastille and adam who's not in bastille right we should preface every uh artist that helps us out by being like this guy's in bastille is he this in bastille one's not. or not so yeah. like so far nobody has ever been in bastille except for now kyle yeah so kyle is in bastille and i think now's a good time to tell everybody we're going on tour with bastille oh i totally forgot that yeah, we're telling everybody including kyle yeah. bastille he didn't they didn't know because like why would two uh podcasters sort of right. open up for a, Ooh, a why famous do you think they're band? we're opening for them what <laughs> you think we open <laughs> what are you talking about I'm a headliner you want Bastille, who sells out arenas, to open for us? <laughs> you got, you couldn't sell out Seattle. <laughs> you couldn't sell out the fucking Neptune, and you want Bastille to open for us? We packed the Neptune with nine people. <laughs> we sang Bastille songs incorrectly. Anyway, thank hey, you. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, dope. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Kyle. Uh, in Bastille and Adam, who's not, for listening. Yeah. We're 100% sure that is accurate, right? Uh, yeah, because Bastille, according to Wikipedia, is Dan Smith, Will Farquharson, Chris Woody Wood, and Kyle, Kyle Simmons. Yeah, dope. My man. So why don't we just give a really quick shout out to Bastille? Yeah. Opening uh, theme song today was written by Bastille. <laughs> Not by Bastille, but by Kyle from Bastille. Yeah. Uh, and they're probably on tour. They have a lot of... Uh, uh, go to BastilleBastille.com to listen to more Bastille. You've already heard Bastille. <laughs> so much Bastille. 
Bastille. Thank you, Bastille, for uh, <laughs> for loaning us Kyle to write. What if he gets in trouble for this? <laughs> he gets kicked out of the band. Hey, uh, you can't write other songs for podcasts. That whole Koi Ju thing, we were going to put that on our new album. <laughs> you leaked a song. That was going to be the name of our EP and our LP. Uh, all right. How are you feeling today? Sunday. We're This is one of those that we record and then put up right away. Sunday, yeah. March 20th. I'm a bit... It's It was a long weekend. We partied a little bit. We went out. Yeah, we did. And then uh, what does that lead to on Saturdays and Sundays? Um, I guess pretty much starting on Friday, I didn't... I went to the gym on Friday, but uh-huh. then for the rest of the weekend, I was just sort of like... You're living your, your cheat life. Yeah. Uh, today was especially <laughs> cheatful. <laughs> today was especially egregious on the cheats. I was non-honorable today. <laughs> I was a dishonorable <laughs> disservice. I was a cheatsman through and through. I, I was a cheatsmith. I left. No, I came back from breakfast, and you were on the couch eating breakfast tacos that you had postmates which is when a a, a restaurant doesn't deliver mm-hmm. there's a third party that will deliver the food to you yeah so and they do there's a there's a tax there's a nine dollar <laughs> delivery fee yeah. and then you have to tip you're basically so, paying an uber driver to go to a restaurant and then pick up the food that you still have to pay for yeah i mean like so, so those we're three just tacos. talking about like yeah unhealthy tacos <laughs> i got three breakfast tacos yeah. with chips and guac and some queso dip. Yeah. <laughs> Queso and uh, queso is how cool people call cheese. <laughs> yeah, it roughly costs like twenty six dollars. <laughs> okay, like twenty six dollars for three tacos and chips. Ish. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I came back three um, hours later. Right, and I had and just th- gone to the gym. <laughs> Or no, I, oh no, I did the opposite. <laughs> yeah, you said you felt bad because you had... I you, went on a run or no. something. You said you had Wendy's. Huh. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> so I left you eating tacos and I came back and you had already eaten Wendy's. And I actually I ate the Wendy's really fast because I, I knew I was going to be embarrassed if you caught me. <laughs> So I ate it as fast as I could, and I got rid of the evidence. But then I felt so ill. That I, and then I, did I, you so, Postmates the Wendy's as well? Yeah, the Wendy's so, cost me twenty three dollars. So, so you didn't want to leave the home. I didn't. I left the house once this morning to go get Starbucks. Starbucks. Did you get a croissant? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you got your croissant. I think I have had the most unhealthy day of my whole entire life. And then, how good did it feel while you were eating it? Um. Honestly, the Wendy's felt bad the oh, entire even, time. So you were the only time I it. felt good was when I ordered it, oh. and I was like really looking forward to it. But once it got here, it was disgusting. What did you get? Uh, I and got, why Wendy's? I well, because I wanted Chick Fil A, and but Chick Fil A is closed, closed on, on Sundays. Sundays yeah, um, <laughs> someone better tell him that God ain't real, man. That's like what? ridiculous. <laughs> it's just ridiculous that they're gonna like <laughs> let their margins dip like that. Not even fucking selling anything on Sundays. Are you kidding me? What to observe the Sabbath? Uh, what a waste. Last time I checked, Sabbath was Saturday. Dimwits. <laughs> now give me that grilled cheese, please. I got a chicken sandwich, a junior bacon. <laughs> cheeseburger oh. uh chicken nuggets and oh. two french fries two, wait why you ordered food for two people uh, yeah. you ordered a chicken sandwich and a cheeseburger yeah and then you also ordered chicken nuggets yeah. and fries and yeah. then you also ordered fries uh-huh. so why didn't you just get one fries because i didn't think question. there would be enough two large fries well no because it's all off the small. dollar menu so it's sort of like this oh it's like a little everything's a little tinier you didn't <laughs> 
<laughs> a, little, a little too small for my liking. So you got two small fries instead of a medium or a large. Yeah, I guess. And you, <laughs> you they're got, also a little bit bigger. They're, they're probably two medium fries. And you got two sandwiches, and then you also wanted chicken nuggets, in addition to the two different sandwiches. Yeah. One being a cheeseburger and one being a fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. Then I also needed chicken nuggets. <laughs> and then, did you consume all of it? Uh, I actually couldn't. I was a little too ill. Oh, but I did consume most of it. I think I, there, I left like I left like a single chicken nugget and three or four fries. Oh, I would have eaten that. Yeah, even here. I also how... pulled the bun off uh, the chicken sandwich, so oh, it was sort of like a big chicken it, nugget. You, you thought it would be unhealthy to eat the bread. It just the bread was inhibiting the taste of the sandwich a little bit. The chicken. I was tasting more bread than chicken. Than chicken, and I wanted to. So now What's you ate this that blast, dude. Hey, what did you eat for breakfast? Today? I had a kale cob, okay. uh, green juice. Really? And that was before the spinning. Uh, yeah. And then... <laughs> no, I also had a breakfast burrito. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but you Sundays ate. Sundays are cheat days, dude. Yeah, Sundays well, I, are cheat But days. I don't think anybody should cheat as hard as I cheated today. Yeah. That's not. That you was... cheated on cheat day, basically. Yeah. Oh you my cheated God. too much. I had an affair on cheat day. That being said, it's still 7.20. You ate Wendy's probably an hour ago, right? Roughly, yeah. So there's still like a late night cheat in you. Honestly, that's why I that's why I got the Wendy's. I ordered it maybe around four. Right, like a mid afternoon snack. I was thinking like if I get the Wendy's now, then I'll be hungry to order pizza at like nine. Oh, and that's the coup de gras. And I, I mean, if I could, <laughs> I mean, that would be such an epic <laughs> cheat day. That would be an amazing cheat day. Yeah, you have to get that out of the way because you're very. Um, you're very strict during the week. During the week, I think. I mean, I you're guess like I, yeah. you're you're salad, you're smoothie, you're nothing. Yeah, yeah. During the week, I don't, I don't fuck around. So that's why the cheat day is so important. Yeah, I well, you have to make it so you're so sad and disgusted with yourself, you don't even want to cheat. Yeah, I I, I was I have been thinking about this cheat day for a long time though. Too Sunday. Yeah, wasn't yesterday a cheat day too? Uh, yesterday was sort of a diet cheat day. Like oh, I, I, I got a sandwich instead light. of a salad. Yeah, yeah. And I ate some chips, yeah. which I don't usually do. <laughs> it was like an on-ramp to the cheat. Yeah, it yeah. was gearing up. Yeah, I was like, by the way, stomach, just so you know, like here's a few chips. Get your shit ready, because <laughs> yeah. tomorrow you don't have any fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> We're getting Wendy's. <laughs> Yay! Your stomach muscles are just fucking thrilled about it. They oh, can't wait. So fucking sick right now. It's like when you, when you dangle a leash in front of a dog, and he's just fucking ready to go. <laughs> He's like by the door, scratching it. Yeah, that's what happens when you throw chips down your hat. I'm like, I'm dehydrated. I'm so full of salt. Yeah, it is a lot of salt. Yeah. Did you have water? Mm, not enough. I saw you drinking a can of canola oil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cheat day. And just cracking pepper on my tongue. <laughs> One of those mills. <laughs> Uh, all right, what is this? This isn't just Jake's diet podcast. This isn't. Although I would show. love to have a podcast that was all diet. Yeah, that way it'd keep you honest, and at the very least, cheating. Mm -hmm. uh, it's this is an advice podcast. People, uh, believe it or not, are in desperate need of our guidance. They are finding themselves in a situation where they need perhaps a third or fourth opinion because they don't know what to do. Maybe they're young and inexperienced. Maybe they're old and naive about a certain subject. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we know a lot about everything. Uh, so we will comb through these emails and try to find good ones. But then sometimes we figure let's make a game of it. Oh, you want the Game Boy. That's right. Tonight I want to summon, even though he's a little under the weather, ill, 
I want to hear from the Game Boy. The Game Boy has very bad stomach pain. <laughs> yeah. The Game Boy is lactose intolerant. He shouldn't have had cheese and a chicken sandwich. Uh, so what we're going to do is I have, my, I have our Gmail account open. Uh, and the game is Jake will ask me to search uh, a term or a phrase and we'll see if there are emails uh, with questions. Uh, one of 15,000 emails we have. And to what, like, if I can give you a word that's only been used in one email. That's the game. That's the game. That's the win. That's the boy. All right. The Game Boy's first word yeah. is beehive. Wow. Beehive. <gasps> zero. Is it zero? Is it one? Is it the cootie? Oh my god, it's one. <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> the Game Boy with a bullseye. <laughs> it was written from you, you asshole. <laughs> oh, this is funny. It's not even a question. What? Actually, this could be fun to do. Uh, wait a minute. Where is Beehive even in this? Oh my god. So this is interesting. It doesn't even say Beehive? This is the email. I, this is written in February 12th of 2015, so 13 months ago. Uh, Michael, a professional videographer and editor, said, I wrote some Jake and Amir episodes. I know you're not making them anymore, but give them a read if you like. And there's two attached PDFs. One of them is Jake and Amir Banana Phone, and one of them is Jake and Amir Crimes. So we could trust Michael enough to read these wow. in character wow. as a Jake and Amir video, one of which contains the word beehive. Should I do a search and do it? Or is that not a good idea at all in general? We should just find questions. Let's, no, let's, let's read them. We'll do... Uh, you think College Humor is going to sue us? I'd like to see the... Oh! <laughs> Mr. Diller! Uh, a helicopter? It's not what it looks like. Uh, let's see which... Oh, okay. Uh... We didn't read these. This is kind of risky. Yeah, what if they're not good? I guess that's interesting nonetheless. Uh, this one is called Jake and Amir Crimes. Is this uh, one with the word beehive? That's it. It's, I feel like e even if it's not great, destiny led us here. Yeah, that's true. So this is a Jake and Amir video. Oh, wow, 48 pages. Yeah, <laughs> right off the bat. Um, all right. Should we re this is so weird doing a Jake and Amir video that we didn't even write. On the podcast, yeah, this could be this is a momentous occasion. This could either lead to many interesting ones or just none ever again. Well, yeah, I feel like if we start doing this very regularly, then College Humor will tell us to stop. All right, so this might be the only one we ever do. Yeah, I mean, people out there, I love the effort, but don't don't start sending us a ton of Jake and Amir scripts. I don't think we can do this on the reg, but we'll do it right now. The podcast just slowly becomes Jake and Amir Radio Hour. It'd be amazing. All right. Interior. Cult. This is exciting, right? Yeah. Some people are excited listening to this. Interior Actually, let's not do it. Let's right. not do it. Let's yeah, not yeah. do it. All right. Uh, and my uh, other we're word... going to Boston. <laughs> uh, interior college humor office. Jake sits at his desk. Amir approaches and sits down. I have to get into character again. Yeah, wow. Should I put my old glasses on? Yeah, go to your room. <laughs> all right. Amir this approaches. is all the script. Amir approaches and sits down. Shit, this is hard to read and like do it. So. <laughs> Usually we would read the scripts beforehand, everybody. All right. We got this. We'll figure it out. Attention, Surgeon Soda. Here's a fantastic gift from your friend, your best friend, and Coke worker, Amir. Start your day off Sprite with a Coke. 
Amir extends a Dr. Pepper to Jake, who <laughs> stares back. Starting Fresca, Tabula Rasa, Bark is what dogs do. Okay, lazy effort with the soda puns. Also, you're holding a Dr. Pepper, not a Coke that you've clearly opened already. You caught me. In the act of fizzing up this soda fountain on top of a friendship. The fun don't stop when you're guzzling a pop with your grandpop. Goes in for a fist pump. Do you think I'm your grandpa? Take my drink. Okay, now I'm certain you're time. Okay, now I'm certain you're attempting to drug me. Amir accidentally bumps a lid of soda and cl- and it clumsily falls off, spilling soda all over his desk. He pauses, then tries to play it off. You see that? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. By the way, saw you on the news this morning. I'm not sure that Wisconsin couple appreciated <laughs> uh, you pushing them into a lake. I've done a terrible deed. They're going to lock me up with Saddam Hussein and Osama Bin Lama. They might. I never got caught neither. <laughs> According to the police report, a man wearing a Whole Foods bag on his head pushed a Wisconsin couple into a lake. <laughs> when they emerged, uh, the man pulled his pants down, brought a match to his rear, and yelled, Hey, Peter, I just pulled down my Katniss Everchains. <laughs> now watch me shine because I'm the girl on fire. The man attempted to fart on an unlit match but failed. <laughs> Where have all the cowboys gone? The report continues. When his initial attempt had all but failed, the man yelled, Welcome to the 74th annual Hunger Shames. Here's a little gift from District Number 2. Once again, the man could not produce anything worth note from his rear. You shouldn't be around people. I was... It was a, I was a tribute in the thick of battle waiting for Drunkle Hey Bitch to send me a tinker toy swatting jacker jackers with my gut left and right. How do you swat with your gut? <laughs> Amir lifts his shirt and reveals dozens of welts and bee stings. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. What were you doing? Subduing the hive. One minute I'm licking a corn dog like Lincoln Log, and next, a frickin' stinger in my hound Zimmer, points to hand. So I'm jacked up on these jacker venom, and I make a beeline for the beehive and give it a tummy rub and high five. And I made sure I hit him where it hurts. A beehive can't feel pain. I hit him where I hurts. My beef tenderloins. So I tuck the honey mucking hive in the shirt and it's kicking and screaming like a babe in the womb. And I'm convincing myself if I let it gestate long enough, I'd have a nice bowl of honey come tomorrow. All right. Just got off the phone with the hospital. An ambulance is on its way. What did you do with the hive? Right here. Lifts up the beehive swarming bees. Oh, God. (gasps) That was it. End scene. That was pretty good. It's not bad. A little all over the place. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Let me just tear into it. I understand. You ca- he captured the voice. Yeah. I like the idea of me pushing a Wisconsin cu- couple into a lake. You think that's a real story that inspired it? Maybe so. Uh, the beehive would be hard to shoot, but yeah, not undoable. Could have made it work. Yeah. The the noises. Wasn't there one with like a swarm of something like? Zzz? We did a. There was a snake. Is that what you're thinking of? A snake? This the I remember the snake episode was uh you had a snake in your backpack. Oh yeah, and it's Oh, there was at also me. an episode where you like put down a backpack and there we hear a cat meow. Yeah. Do you have a cat in there? <laughs> I'll let the cat out of the bag. And it's actually a cat? Yeah, yeah. But we don't like we only 
hear it, we never see it. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was a fun little game. Uh, the Game Boy. <laughs> the Game Boy. He actually won. Um, if he, uh, Oh, wow. This guy, I guess I'll say his full name. He has a cool last name. His last name is Guarantee. That's right. Michael A. Guarantee. That is a cool last name. Michael, a guarantee, please. Um, this probably might be a fun time to talk about our new web series. Oh, yeah, because if you miss the old web series, and maybe we just uh, refreshed your memory a little <laughs> bit, we used to do a web series. Uh, I wonder if there's anybody out there that only listens to the podcast, never watched our videos, that absolutely hated that. <laughs> what was that? Those advice podca- podcasters did something weird for a second. Uh, we have a new web series called Lonely and Horny, and it is out in a month. No, uh, less than a month. Less now. than a month. Three and weeks. You can, but you can buy it now for 15% off if you use the coupon code HORNY. That's right. So you go to vimeo.com slash lonely and horny. Uh, and people have been pre-ordering it for the past week or two weeks at this point. Uh, we're getting so many like tweets and Snapchats and Facebook messages. Uh trying to get back to every one of them saying thank you we can't believe how many people have pre-ordered it so far yeah and like jake said uh we will get to you you will want to see it so you might as well pre-order it and get the 15 percent off yeah you guys this podcast is going to be just a straight up lonely and horny commercial come april it, so it's you really gonna you're gonna be have a never see. ending <laughs> deluge it will be unlistenable we will threaten to ruin everything in the wake I do want to at least encourage people to watch the trailer if you haven't. If you're not ready to spend the money, at least just watch the trailer. Yeah. Just check that out. And if you do buy it, uh, do send us a Snapchat. Do send us a tweet. Do send us a Facebook message. We love reading it all and seeing all the, the, the great support. We're overwhelmed by how many people have uh, purchased it so far. Indeed. We uh, are in your debt. Thank you. Uh, the pre-ordering, the pre-order costs fourteen ninety nine, and then with a the coupon, it's like, Two twenty-five off, so it's two twelve dollars and seventy-four cents uh, just to be able to watch all ten episodes when they come out in April. Yeah, uh, very excited, very uh, proud of what we were able to do. So hopefully, as many of you as possible get to see it. Yeah, so we can make that second season. Toad, toad. And thanks for spreading the word about it too. A lot of people telling their friends. I had people that I didn't even know about coming up to me, being like, "Oh, I saw the trailer. It was great. That's really awesome." So it was cool. Thanks, guys, for watching, and thanks, guys, for pre-ordering. Muchos gracias. And thanks to Michael for writing that script. Not really a question, but... It did have the word beehive. Did and have that the was what beehive. we were really after. All right, let's try to get a question in before the break. Okay. Uh, should I search something? Yeah, you got it. You, your turn. Do you want me uh, to... Really, no, you just... You can do it. You hold the computer. My stomach hurts too bad. <laughs> it's not even like a stomach ache. Your stomach hurts? Too bad. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually might throw up. Oh, no. Uh, periodic? Periodic. Like the table of elements. Uh-huh. Ooh, we got a bunch. Um, give me a number, 1 through 20. 8. All right. This one was written in December of 2015, just right before the holidays this year. Okay. All right. So I have this girl I've been messaging. I met her on Tumblr, and I thought she was an absolute babe. She messaged me first. She opens the dialogue with, hey, my aunt made plans with my whole family to take us all to Vegas, and I want you to be my date. We are going in 2017, so keep your schedule open. I was blown away that this is happening. I immediately messaged back, 
I'm down as fuck, girl. I gave her my number and we've been texting nonstop for two months. And I legitimately could see myself marrying this girl. We have so much in common and we cannot get enough of each other. Here's the issue. She has a boyfriend, but she has never told me that she has one. I only know this because I searched her Instagram and Tumblr. And by the way, she posts about them. It's like they were high school sweethearts and can't seem to break it off. They post periodically about each other, but nothing serious ever. Should I try to break them up so I can make the girl and myself happy? I feel like I'm more attractive than him and I'm a better person than him. Anyway, I'm going to leave this uh leave you guys with our Tumblr names and you guys can see what I'm talking about. Please dear God, remember to give actual advice and then he gave him and hers Tumblr names. Uh I really hope uh I really hope you guys know how to search for selfies on people's Tumblr profiles. Just click in the search bar on their profile and type me or hashtag me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so there's this whole Tumblr subculture that uh, we don't really know about. Like right, people, people are like, meeting each other on Tumblr and having blogs on Tumblr. Yeah. We had one of the first Tumblrs, but we never used it as like, this is me and this is like a way of putting myself out there. Right. And I guess people do that. People meet each other on Tumblr. And I think it's through like, I don't know if it's through groups or through hashtags. I don't understand how it works either, but I mean, like, that's, isn't that the way it's, the internet's always been? Like, like first you, you met people in chat rooms, then you met people on Twitter, now you can meet people on Tumblr, their live journal. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've met, I've made friends from Instagram. Oh, you made friends on Instagram? Uh, yeah, I've definitely, like, met people through Instagram. My college roommate, shout out to Pavla, met friends on a yellow card message board. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a message board for the band Yellow Card. Love that. Uh, so I guess anything is possible. Uh, do you want to watch the last, last six seconds of this basketball game? Yeah, this is pretty exciting. Oh, God. Northern Iowa just launched a three from way beyond half court, <laughs> left, leaving so much. Oh, my God. That would have been amazing. amazing. Northern Iowa is the one that they hit that buzzer beater last time, right? Yes, yeah, from half court. So they had six seconds left. The guy just caught it. I think the same guy shot a, a half quarter from f- <laughs> with like five seconds left, leaving so much time that Texas A&M got to get the rebound and shoot their own half quarter. That's the worst play <laughs> ever. And that Texas A&M one almost went in. Wouldn't Jesus. that have been incredible? You miss a, That's what they you miss a buzzer beater by so much time that you leave the other team enough time to shoot their own buzzer beater. Man. Uh, anyway, um, this guy's uh, met a girl on Tumblr. I don't know. Did you really invite him to Vegas or was that like a silly pickup line or something? I can't. Yeah, because she says we're going in 2017. So keep your schedule open. That seems like a joke. Yeah. Okay. So the problem is just that he likes a girl that has a boy, a boyfriend. Yeah. This wouldn't necessarily be a question we would answer if we read it. But right. now that fate has led us here. Uh, well, we do get a lot of questions like this. So let's. Let's dive in. Yeah, an an overarching uh, advice to people who are uh, want to break up somebody else. Yeah, it always seems like the girl likes you more than she likes the boyfriend. Yeah, but it's I think that's rarely true. Oftentimes, the girl will like girls and guys sort of look for micro thrills in uh the world of like flirting with other people right and maybe they're not wholly satisfied in their relationship but they're still probably trying not to marry somebody else right 
So I wouldn't get too far down this road. And maybe the most attractive thing you can do is just be like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to this girl. She has a boyfriend. Yeah, I feel like he's in a good position. He's the other guy right now. What is it? He, he doesn't want to be the guy. Then she's going to be micro-cheating on him with other people. Yeah. You don't need that in your life. You need someone who's not going to micro-cheat. Right. So um, his actual advice... Uh, you say you're better looking and a better person than this guy. Well, you don't know him. Yeah, you don't know who he is. You don't know what if he. What if, I guess you could tell how attractive he is, but you don't know yeah, how sure. good of a guy he is. Right, right, right. Uh, and you've never met this girl. Why don't you? All these yeah, the people are pretty low. Like you, if you've never even met this girl and she has a boyfriend, let's just like keep on looking. Yeah, all these people that are heartbroken or broken up or like ruining their life with stress trying to figure out how to date someone that doesn't live near them just find someone near you yeah. like it's, it's such a huge headache that you don't have to deal with just find someone that lives don't actively try to enter a long distance <laughs> relationship find someone that lives within driving distance and then you don't have to make a huge uh stress uh have this huge like heartache and pain about someone who lives far away and what to do with that situation especially if that person also has a boyfriend or a girlfriend yeah that's a that's this a person double. is unavailable it's like walking into a restaurant <laughs> and seeing a table uh occupied and be like i'll sit there <laughs> i want it and he's like sorry that person's one already here and two hasn't even gotten their food yet two reasons why you can't sit there but what if you uh one time I went into a restaurant and uh, there are the there was this uh, two girls sitting hot at a bar. Yes, dude. they were eating sushi at the bar. So hot, and I was like, "Oh, one of them is looks really cute and attractive," um, but I I didn't want to like bother her. I didn't want to like I felt like I couldn't hit on her because she wasn't like you know she was having dinner with a friend. What am I supposed to do? Right? Are there situations where like I basically had to be like I can never be with like. Do I just have to give up before it even starts? Like, I can't do anything. That's I can't me. talk to this person. Is it like ever, is there ever a thing you can do that you can like open a conversation? Or is there some situations where like, you can't, I'm sorry, just pretend you didn't see her. Like, it's over. Right. I had a friend who uh, picked up his, he met his girlfriend while she was at dinner at Umami with her <laughs> parents. Wow. He came up and he said, uh, He's like, I know you're here eating with your parents, and I'm really sorry to do this, but I'd be kicking myself all night if I didn't just come up and introduce myself to you. Holy shit. Wait, who did that? Uh, that dude, <laughs> my friend uh, Boyd. Holy shit. Yeah. He's like super fucking hot. So, <laughs> so it works. Like you, I think there is a way, but you have to like actually be able to get that sentence out, and you've got to be like fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to be that confident is to be hot. Yeah, like if I if I went up to a girl and I was like, "Hey, I know you're eating with your family," and I would be, uh, "Can we get some water, please?" Uh, <laughs> I don't work here. <laughs> what um, is this? Your dad? Uh, yeah, sorry, this is really Sir, weird. What are you doing? I have here? your daughter's hand. Uh, <laughs> can sorry. we? We're gonna go eat somewhere else. Okay. That man, that vagrant. <laughs> so you're the saying the beard's a choice. There's uh, um. So you're saying there's always a way. There's always a way. But I don't want to give creeps a r green light to try to hit on girls that don't. Right. Want well, it. that's. I think that's the problem that a lot of guys are worried that they'll come off creepy, and a lot of them do come off creepy. And yeah. Then, like rightfully so. Basically, yeah, there are some guys that uh, can't do it. Like you, I think that makes you a pretty like a decent guy because you're you felt more compelled to not bother this person, right? Than to like 
sort get your agenda right uh and then there are some guys who would do it but they'd be real sleazebags and then there are some guys who can walk up and say the perfect thing like yeah my boy well that's the thing and i was also thinking like she looks like a cool normal type of girl like the type of girl that wouldn't want to be bothered but right. it's like oh that means we would get along <laughs> we are so compatible because <laughs> I didn't. I she didn't want to be bothered, and I'm the kind of guy that wouldn't bother yeah. someone. And like, and I know that she'd she's be done dealing out. with creeps, and yeah. I'm not a creep. Yeah, and if I gave her a note, that would make me a creep. So it was like this weird yeah. paradox. Or I'm like, how do I hit on a girl that I know doesn't like to be hit on? Yeah, that's hard. So what I did was I bump. I waited until she left the restaurant, and I bumped into her, and I said, "We have to stop running into each other like this." And she maced you. She maced me in my face, all over my face and neck. I guess that's what like social media is for. But you guys you didn't even quite get to that yeah it couldn't even get there i had to i had to like stand next to her in a perfect world where was this by the way at a sushi bar in the valley when i was eating with my parents like two years ago oh i was uh i was like i have to find myself standing next to her where somebody else would approach me so that i can talk to somebody else Mm -hmm. and then like hopefully make her laugh or have the conversation spread like a virus that brought her into it right then i can only crack the crack the ice break the ice crack the ice this is me talking to her can i crack <laughs> the ice break the ice what is this sushi can i do you mind if i have the salmon my my index finger resting in her poke bowl <laughs> oh my god is it usually this hot <laughs> what do you like about rice <laughs> this is my father jerome <laughs> he's playing with bitmoji nobody knows what the fuck's going on uh all right leave people alone let's take a break we'll be back with more q's and a's thank you to all form for sponsoring this episode of our show oh yeah baby well if you've been listening to the show you know we love our helix mattresses correct so in an exciting turn of events helix has gone beyond the bedroom and started making sofas what? They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're starting to make premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Major, you park your ass on an Allform, don't you? You got one of those. Yeah. They sent me a sofa, a couch, and it was incredibly big and roomy and sturdy. It was firm but okay. fair. It was fancy and great, and it came in boxes, and I assembled it myself in less than an hour. Good on you, brother. It was all done with fast, free shipping. And there's nobody in your house putting it together. It's just you. And it just doesn't take that much effort or time. That's good. That's good for these current days where I I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. And they also have a forever warranty that's literally forever. So you can find your perfect sofa today at allform.com slash if I were you. Allform.com slash if I were you. Yeah. And that'll give you 20% off your couch order. Actually, off all orders. Damn. Damn. So if you're in the market for a new couch or chair and you don't want anybody in your home, uh, check them out. You can get 20% off your order by going to allform.com slash if I were you. Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, Allform. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How is that for a vote of confidence slash approval? 
Mm-hmm. I love it. I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress so she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. Now that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was... It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was a Awarded the number one best overall mattress uh, pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired. So it's not just us. Cool. GQ and Wired likes them too. Yeah, and I'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can win. It doesn't matter who's who's. Yeah, right that that part okay. doesn't matter. All right, sure. You just go to Helix. Yeah, no. yeah. Just go to HelixSleep.com/slash. If I were you, you take that two minute sleep quiz. You don't necessarily have to get into a mm-hmm. fight with anybody while you're doing. Just take that two minute quiz. To, but some people, and, <laughs> some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes. Yeah. And that's part of the issue. Okay. Yeah, they'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. And now. Right now, they're offering our listeners $200 off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash if I were you for up to $200 off. Damn. Thank you, Helix. And we're back. Uh, how many college basketball games would you say you've watched in the last 48 hours i guess roughly every single one (laughs) maybe 15 16 20 games yeah uh wisconsin just beat xavier at the buzzer they'll advance to play notre dame i didn't realize you were capable of watching this much basketball and yeah i love march madness so you just you just get into any team yeah who's your team now that you know Besides, like, UConn and Yale, because they're your hometown team. Oh, yeah. I mean, actually, I don't... I kind of choose, like, game by game. So, like, player like, by player, uniform color by uniform color, Today, it seems like area. every single team that I wanted to win lost. Well, you you, just, you like the underdogs. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like I really you're, like walk-up, yeah, my boy. Your walk-up, who's on what? Stephen F. Austin or Middle yeah, Tennessee? Yeah, Stephen F. Austin. It's always Middle like Tennessee the, got fucking destroyed. By Syracuse, right? Yeah. It's always, like, the fun... Uh, obscure college names that you've never heard of. Those are the teams you want to root for. Yeah, Giddy Potts is out here. <laughs> Giddy Potts and Liz Shoshi didn't make it to the Sweet 16. We're still, are we still angling to get Shoshi on the podcast? <laughs> There's this guy on University of Arkansas, Little Rock, shout out to whatever their team name is. Uh, they beat, they upset a four seed in the first round uh, and then they lost yesterday. But their, one of their star players' name was Shoshi. Last name Shoshi, first name Liss. <laughs> Liss Shoshi. <laughs> uh, and we want nothing more than to befriend Liz Shoshi. I don't know if anybody out there knows Liz Shoshi. Or if he has Twitter, if we could sort of start like a, a DM with him. Yeah, I don't know who out there even listens to our podcast in Arkansas, let alone Little Rock. But Liz Shoshi, if you're listening... Uh, a Shoshi for your thoughts, please, yeah, sir. Theoretically, all these kids are in college. They they would have at least like heard of college humor, right? Yeah, I, mean, I wonder. There should be a, a cred. There should be a way to search uh, NCAA athletes by uh, what they're a fan of online. Yeah, that'd be cool. That way, like maybe a list Shoshi or a Giddy Potts. Uh, maybe is they're actually Phantom of the Office fans. <laughs> a fan and we of ours. Convert- so who are you rooting for in this game, Northern Iowa versus Texas A&M? Uh, Northern Iowa. Yeah. 
You like the you like the small white guys that are just like looking like the heroes in a in a Hoosiers type movie. <laughs> You're right. I only like the white players, <laughs> the five foot ten inch white players that'll. Uh... I do like JJ Reddick a lot. <laughs> um, actually, now that we're talking about cities, we're going on tour very shortly. In three weeks, we'll be on our East Coast tour, uh, which starts in Washington D.C. on April sixth. Then moves. Uh, we'll move our way up the coast. How are we doing that on a train? Uh, we're going to D.C. Yeah. Then yeah, we're gonna we're taking the Acela. Oh, that's a really to, nice train. Yeah, that's very a nice. that's a business class train. You guys, that's a we're that's a train that we're about to ball out. That's on. That's a bullet train. That's uh, it's taking that to stops. Brooklyn. We got yeah. a show in Brooklyn that is sold the fuck out. Yeah, uh, unless you got tickets for that already, we won't see you there. That and show's then, gonna be nuts. Yeah. Then we um, have a night off. And then actually, the next day, Lonely and Horny comes out. Yes. That'll be a fun day that in New York. Fun. We're going to do a bunch of stuff for that. And then uh, then we are heading up to Boston, I believe, on a Nacella. Oh, really? I think so. So it'll be just me, you, Liz Shoshi, like on this like bullet train, basically. And Gautier. And Gautier going, yeah. I think you can get and from also New York our, to Boston in like two hours, right? Our intern, Marty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our, little, our intern boy, Marty. Texas AM just dominating. Uh, we have a show in Boston that might be our biggest show ever. Huge venue, the yeah, Wilbur so Theater. How many seats is it? It's like eleven hundred seats. Oh man! Well, it, let's. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to sell that out. Louis but... C.K. did a special there. That's how big it is. Uh, it's a legit theater. So if you're in Boston, do come by. We just need ten people to come from every from all one hundred colleges in Boston, and that show should be sold out. Yeah, sold out. And then that next day, Sunday night, is our last show of the tour. Pistol Wave in New Haven, my hometown show. By the way, if you are locked out of that Brooklyn show, New Haven is a quick train ride from New York, hour and a half. I used to do it all the time on uh, Metro North. Yeah, so you could come to that show, and, and this is fun news. I think we sort of said it the other day on the live stream, but Allison Williams is going to be doing the Toad's Place New Haven show with us. Holy shit. Yeah. Allison Williams? Special guest, Allison Williams, for her, is it third or fourth podcast appearance? Uh, It'll be third or fourth. I can't quite remember. Uh, So she's going to be on the show with us. One of our favorite guests. She went to school in New Haven. Yeah. uh, She... Grew up, I think she grew up in Connecticut too. That's so it's sort of her hometown show. Yeah, it's her hometown show. So get the fuck out of her way. I I honestly don't even care. I'm just so pumped to be doing a show in the 203Z, baby. Uh, So come see Jake. Are you Peppies or Sally's, man? Uh, What? (laughs) I meant to ask. Are you Peppies or Sally's? Hey, all my my boys from New Haven uh, know what I'm talking about. Peppies Uh, or Sally's, though. That's the right answer, man. I don't don't really like pizza. Oh God! <laughs> do you have like? Do they have Greek salad? Probably. <laughs> Maybe I can get like garlic knots with uh, no olives or feta. <laughs> just, <'cause... laughs> just lettuce then. Uh, so please come on down to see the Allison Williams Jake Hurwitz uh, hometown show. I'll be there too. Uh, that one's going to be a party. That's going to be our big finale. Yeah, the final uh, show. She's one of our favorite guests and uh, a Connecticut na- a native. Uh, so you have no reason not to check out our shows uh, in New Haven or Boston or Brooklyn or D.C. Those are going to be fun. And those are going to be at the beginning of April. Spring will have sprung. Leaves will be changing colors. really hope so. Budding uh, on the trees. Do you have one last uh, search term that we can use. Yes. We got to answer one more question. This is getting ridiculous. Okay. The Game Boy. 
vernacular. <gasps> That's awful. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Ooh. It's kind of interesting because every other one has been read. So it's like red, unread, red, unread, red, unread. So which one? I guess one of the unread ones. Okay. Uh, one, two, or three? Three. Okay. Now that I've said three, I've unlocked 12 more. Really? Uh, let's break those up into three sets of four. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those uh, fortune teller things where it's like, say a color? B-L-U-E. Oh, right, yeah. Now number, one, two, three, four. All right, I'll say that. Yeah. And then you like undo, unravel it and it says what you are. Uh-huh. I did that once. <laughs> I was often gay. My bully made one. <laughs> That's actually funny you mentioned that because let me read this question from uh, a guy named, I don't know, give me a Canadian man's name. Uh, Chuck the Canuck. <laughs> oh, God, there's a frosty coming out of your nose. <laughs> Yeah, your hair's turning red. Oh, you're starting I'm Wendy. to you're starting to become Wendy. I am Wendy. <laughs> you're Wendifying yourself. <laughs> You've been Wendied. <laughs> You've been Wendied. Uh, my issues with my big mouth, writes Chuck. My brother used to have his friend Brad over all the time, but I couldn't stand him. Brad had a high school vernacular where he'd call everything gay, queer, and faggy. So Whoa. I made a big stink about it to the point where my brother no longer invites Brad to the house. Well, a year later, I met a friend, Don, in school. I didn't know this before befriending him, but Don had the same homophobic vernacular as Brad. Don is wondering why I never invited him to my house like I do my other friends. The reason is that I'm terrified he will out me as a big hypocrite in front of my brother by calling something gay. I also do not want to have another awkward conversation with Dom, Don to tell him not to talk like that. How do I save face while keeping my friend? If it's relevant, if it's relevant, I am mostly openly gay. Oh, this is an interesting fact. This that is email very was relevant. This email was written on your birthday. Really? Oh, yeah, August fifth, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, it's all typewritten, scanned, and sent to us. Amazing. It said, "Don't open this until March twenty-first, twenty sixteen." It's funny that he just doesn't even want to have another conversation. He's just like, "I just won't invite this guy to the house." Yeah, he's sort of not fi fixing the problem. He's yeah. just shoving the problem elsewhere. It seems like uh, it's pretty important to you that your friends don't have that type of hateful vernacular. I used to say those words when I was like in elementary school and high school. Yeah, so did Maybe I. not high school, but uh, middle school. I think high school is kind of when I stopped. So everybody, I guess not everybody, but a lot of people do say those types of words. Do uh, they still? It's kind of it is. I think so. Still, They still say those words without necessarily knowing how bad and hateful it is. Right. Uh, and the only way to teach and educate uh, people who use words like that is to mention it not just to kick him out of your house dude kick his ass out of the house dude <laughs> that's oh yeah you're gonna really have to watch lonely and horny so you understand <laughs> that reference that reference a real deep cut uh yeah he i mean it's it seems like a, a worthwhile thing to make sure none of your friends uh call things gay or uh queer or that other really hateful word the f one uh i think it's fine if i mean at this point it's probably weirder that you're not inviting your friend over your house yeah he's probably wondering what's what like, why can't i come over just be like well you can just don't talk like that uh and if you do still talk like that yourself here's a quick psa just don't talk like that uh 
a lot of people are like, I don't mean it like bad, but yeah, you do kind of mean it in a negative way. It's yeah. also it also makes you sound kind of dummy. So just don't be a dummy. Right. Don't use those words. It's and, kind of silly to make an excuse. Like, yeah. if you call something gay, it's like, hey, that's a little, that's like a little bigoted and uh, antiquated. People don't do that anymore. Like, I don't mean like it's a bad thing. I don't mean like being gay is bad. It's just like just stop making excuses and change the word. <laughs> you're on you're on the wrong side of history on that. We've already lost the gay battle. Yeah. <laughs> but not the gay war. Stand up with me, folks. Uh, I don't know which side I'm fighting for anymore. It better uh, be the gay one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Texas A.M. wins. The game is over. And we all win, too. And I, fr- I guess that, that ends our podcast as well. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, if you have your own questions, your own, e- your own theme song submissions, whether you're in Bastille or not, that uh, email again is if I were you show at gmail.com. Thanks to Kyle and Adam uh, for for uh, sending in that opening theme song. Yeah, the very clo- cool. The closing one is written by Cameron Williams. Uh, and again, vimeo.com slash lonely and horny. Uh, do check out the trailer if you haven't yet. Do uh, If you're on the fence, uh, we'd really appreciate it. I don't know what else to say. We hope uh, to get as many people as possible watching the show. Uh, we are refreshing that counter uh pre-order counter maybe every 180 seconds so if you want to make us feel good uh let's see that number go up a little more oh and remember also at the after the song you guys we're putting in a little plug for (gasps) one of our other shows it's a good good reminder you you asked me to remind you and i forgot it's okay i'm glad that we're just you know it's happening that's all that really matters uh there's a podcast called overdue and it's a uh, a book review podcast of sorts, and I was a guest on it, so we're going to play a little snippet from uh, their podcast, and if you guys dig it, which I think you will, because it's kind of a unique podcast. Every week they read books that uh, were sort of like required required reading in high school, Yeah, uh, and a lot of great books on there, and uh, I read Robinson Crusoe. Andrew and Craig are funny dudes. And if you like books, you're going to love this podcast, Overdue, on the HeadGum Network. So after the closing theme song, we're going to play a clip from that. You guys can continue listening to the rest of that episode uh, on HeadGum.com. All right. We'll be back, I think, Monday next week. But I don't know. We'll see. I never know. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. If I were you, the new podcast by Jake and Bill, and you know they'll make tons of jokes about every email we send in, but that's fine with me. Now listen to Pete, email a question that you have. Overdue. This is a podcast about the books that you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. And my name is Andrew. And joining us this week is... Jake. That's hey. my name. <laughs> that's his name. Hi, Jake. Jake, who are you? Oh, no. Who are botched... you and why are you here? <laughs> the worst intro ever. <laughs> oh, it's fine. We'll fix it in uh, post. It's fine. Yeah.
You're just going to make it louder and louder in post. <laughs> mm-hmm. Repeating. What did you know about Robinson Crusoe? This is by Daniel Defoe. Daniel it's not Defoe. Willem Defoe, right? Daniel. No, yeah. Daniel Defoe, his ancestor. <laughs> Obviously. Willem Defoe should play Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> Uh, you know, I didn't know too much about it. I knew it was about a guy that was marooned on an island and sure. learned to fend for himself. And I think I remember, I I don't know if I, I think I remember like a TV show called Family Caruso or something like that. And it okay. was like about a family that had been marooned on an island. That's... And I remember that they made like a sick treehouse. So that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought that's what I was in store for. That sounds like a mashup with Swiss Family Robinson. Like yeah, a, Swiss oh, Family maybe it Robinson was Swiss like Family Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Dude, I think it was Swiss Family Robinson. That's okay. what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not Family Crusoe. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that, though. Uh, so we we were taking a look at uh, the book earlier, just kind of like I haven't read it, but I was reading where it came from. It's mm-hmm. technically one of the first novels. Did you find that, Andrew? One of the first novels in the English language, sure, but insanely sure, sure, sure. old. Yeah, Do you guys so know my... the full title? Did have you heard the full title of the book? Oh no! Please read it to me. Wait, I, I think okay. The life and strange, surprising oh, yeah, adventures of Robinson Crusoe of Torque Mariner, who lived eight and twenty years all alone in an uninhabited ifland. I think that's supposed to be an S, and it's just old. Yep. On the coast, on the coast of America, near the mouth of the Great River of Orunoke. Yep, sure. Having been calfed on shore by shipwreck, wherein all the men perished but himself. <laughs> With an account of how he was at laughed at as strangely delivered by pirates. No. Man. That's the title. That's the title of the book. <laughs> uh, I think that's part of the whole, like, make it sound like a real thing that happened. Because there, right, there's that, some. That was the whole thing, right? Yeah, there's like maybe, maybe, just maybe this was a real guy, but probably not. I think I don't know. And people thought he was a real guy because yeah. it does say written by himself. They thought this was a thing that really happened. So that I, I like that about. <laughs> and that's that seems to be in fitting with what the 17th century novels were doing, which is mm-hmm. like you're moving towards realism. We're going to pretend that it's a real guy. It's not right, just this. Ma- like, it's yeah. Insane shit was happening all around these guys all the time. Like even just the little people in Robinson Crusoe's life. Like there was just a guy that got like killed and eaten on the beach at one point. Like that's that's, that's realism. Insane. That's, yeah, that's real. These people's lives. That's so. Any, anybody like on a ship at sea in the 1600s, like they're what even if they don't get marooned it's worth reading about that person well that's the equivalent of signing up for spacex right like now who (laughs) knows where they're gonna send you (laughs) that's true that's true (laughs) there might be whales out there here they're gonna go up into into space and get space scurvy yeah Um, but even in space they'll have uh they'll have domesticated goats so it'll be fine Um, I've got a couple fun facts about Daniel Defoe. We don't need to talk a ton about him before we dump, jump into the book. But uh, did you know that he was born Daniel Foe mm-hmm. and that he added duh to his last name because he thought it sounded fancy and upper class? It does. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It sounds kind of – doesn't it sound kind of hood too? It's like, yo, I'm Defoe. <laughs> Daniel Defoe. <laughs> you think you got a foe? I am Defoe. He's got credit. He's got cred on both sides. Right, he can play. He can play at court, and he can play in the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. A, um, I know he's he a was. He was. 
normally in debt and was arrested in in a 1692 for debts that may have been as high as 17,000 pounds, however many dollars that is in in like 1690 money. He uh, was also he wrote this thing called The Storm, which is considered like a forerunner of early journalism. So he like there was a great a great storm that happened in 1703 and it was called The Great Storm of 1703. Good good and, name. Uh, good yeah, name. Right. Checks and out. He, he yeah. went around and collected like other people's firsthand accounts, which was not like a thing that people did when they were reporting stories back then. Oh, okay. Wow, that's so, cool. Yeah. yeah, he published a few other novels, like a couple other Robinson Crusoe things, a few other novels in like the last 10 years of his life. And then he died in 1731, quote unquote, probably while in hiding from his creditors. <laughs> That's which is lot. how I which is how I want to die, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Penniless I just, and afraid. Yeah. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast.